Yeah, I my feet made it like they were filthy, but I made it out with only a blister right on the side of my foot and then one on the tip of this toe and possibly under this toenail. I think yeah, I think that one's going to go. So, back to seven toenails. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the On The Runs podcast. We are coming to you again in person from Erica's house. I love it when we record here, and I love it when we're just laying back on the couch. I am looking at this uh, display of your books and your DVDs, and on the top, there is a piece of wood from a tree, and it's got an anchor on it, and it says Anchored Down Ultra. What is that? I won a pretty sweet award this weekend. Oh, man. (laughs) I want to get to that. Mm Mm-hmm. This is going to be our Anchored Down Ultra Marathon Special Edition episode. How is the sound of that? I am more than happy to talk about this because this has quickly become one of my favorite races. I'm going to look forward to this every year. Every year, whether we run it or volunteer. That's right, because I think we made that promise. We have so much fun. We've been there two years in a row now. If we're not racing, we're going to be there in one form or another Yep, helping out because guys like Jay who put on that race, they're awesome. And they put in so much effort and I feel like they got a small crew Mm -hmm. for the event they put on. It was fantastic and I really want to get into it. Yes. We have two awesome guests today. We're going to have Katie and Callie on. Katie and Callie both just did the Anchor Down. We know Katie. She's from around here. Mm -hmm. She's local. She's a New Hampshire local running influencer. Something like that I'm going to call her. Callie, we met last year at the race. She was your fierce competition she was my fierce competition that's right she beat you too she kicked my butt and they both did awesome they both got a uh, pretty pretty great little stories to share tell us about the race so let's get into it why don't we tell everyone real quick before we get to them what is the anchor down ultra all right the anchor down ultra it's um a race in bristol rhode island uh, at colt state park and it has a six hour a 12 hour and a 24 hour race so you get to choose your level of craziness. Yep. And uh, this year I went for the 12 again. And again, it was another amazing experience. Maybe another learning experience as well, just like last year. I think it, that could be the case for everybody. Oh, always. There's there's always something to learn. I think every ultra is just going to be a learning experience. And you take a few of your do's and they either become don'ts or they become do's. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but man, what a fun event. This one was so much better than last year. And let me tell you why. The weather. Uh, it was a complete 180 from last year. Last year, we had like 95 degree heat, 100% humidity. I think we were figuring 70 plus percent dew point. What's that make for a Beeman score? I don't Add know. It up. Let's just call it a 300, a max, Oof. a Beeman max. Yeah, it, it maxed out for sure. But this year, we had like 75 degrees, nice breeze, low humidity. It was the most gorgeous day I could think of. I even wore my winter hat in the morning when I was getting ready to go at 5 a.m. with you. It was chilly. It was great. Once I, once I cooled off, uh, I had a sweatshirt on. It was I the it. best running weather. Right. We got a little rain, too. A little relief. It did. And that felt awesome. Mm-hmm. It did. That was early on in the race. I want to tell you something. I watched the YouTube video. You did. You finally did. I've I been, did. Ugh, I've been trying to get you to watch that for weeks now. For weeks. It's so only been you, out for 10 days, but according now you to know YouTube. About, but now you know about um, Chris Capolini. I know about Chris. I know, you know about, about Paul Chekel. You know about... Uh, Lori and Hannah. Hannah. Hannah, Hannah Littlefield. 
fun fact about Hana, um, she is the one who designed those awards that I took home. Oh, yeah. She did a fabulous job. That's right, because I saw it on the back. And you told me it was Hana, but my sister's Hannah, and she spells it the same way. So I thought it was Hannah. Well, the way Jay was pronouncing it over the weekend, he kept saying Hana. So, so everyone listening to hear it about uh, the Anchor Down Ultra, I highly suggest you go watch this quick 20-minute YouTube video. I think it was 20 minutes. Yeah, it was Maybe very it short. was 50 minutes. I no, it was 20. Ha- I even have a, a cameo in there. You me do? And my, me and my pink shirt and my bright socks. Your outfit this year <laughs> completely, completely sucked. 180 from that, too. It was the worst. Like, okay, so... She's always wearing a sparkly <laughs> shirt and colors. And we had Rachel on episode 17, and she's all about the outfit. And, and Rachel says, if I'm wearing all black, I'm in a bad mood. And I called you out before the race even started. I, You know what? I did have a... So I wore a black shirt, and I had a black sparkly skirt. And I thought, I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll see me just fine with the sparkles. Well, I should have put on... I had a white tank top. I should have worn that. It was like Scott when he did his Iron Man's. He had the green helmet. I Mm -hmm. easily could find Scott and tell him where he was. And then he got a white helmet, just like everybody else. And you were wearing black. And this race was at nighttime. Yeah. You think I could see you? I didn't have to worry about cars. (laughs) Oh, my God. I needed you to wear something. I was so... Hey, you found me. You found me every lap. But I'm like, got the camera ready as you're in the distance. Like, if you're wearing a bright color in the distance, I can be like, okay, there she is. Pull out the phone. Instead, I'm this guy in front of the start-finish line with my camera. Nope, that's not her. Nope, that's not her. (laughs) Oh, here. Nope, that's not her. You were just dark. You were this black running thing. Like you could have been (laughs) a black running. You could have been a deer. I saw a deer. Oh yeah, (laughs) I saw you that. I told you that. Well, I well yeah, but the listeners just found out for the first time. Fun fact: I also saw a bunny. What? It was a good day. (laughs) Anyways, you and Bugs Bunny out there were having a ton of fun. But Mm -hmm. I want to tell everyone before check Mm -hmm. out this YouTube video. You get to hear about Chris, Paul, Lori, and Hana. And it, it's really good. You also really get to learn about Jay. And I want, I want to give Jay his, uh, his due here. Jay has put on an amazing event two years in a row. What a cool guy. He also has a fantastic head of hair. Oh. <laughs> Jay, That's you and I have I a great noticed. head of hair, buddy. We got great head of hair. Jay was super cool. He was obviously very busy. Um, mm-hmm. I got to briefly say hi to him um, around the time the race ended. Okay. And we, 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 I broke the ice of telling him how he yelled at you last year for standing on the picnic table. Oh, but he didn't really he, yell. He like said it and I tried to. And he's like, no, no, don't do that. The video popped up in memories the other day and, and he didn't really yell at you. He just said, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. And then he goes into the story about a couple years ago, they had the stand on it like a podium finish. Mm-hmm. And then all three people fell. And within three minutes, there were three ambulances mm-hmm. and <laughs> took them out of the hospital. I'm very glad I did not end up in that situation. So. Jay, you put on a great event as the race director. I know you said you weren't that great with social media. So I want to also thank you for having Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick, thank you for uh, being there and sharing all our On the Runs content, too. Uh, That was fantastic. Patrick, I want to tell you something, uh, Erica, about Patrick. Please. Have you ever heard of the Pemi Loop? Um, It's around here. That's all I know. It's up in the Franconia Notch Mm -hmm. area. It's a 30-mile hiking loop with about almost 10,000 feet of climbing. Really? People do it in about 18 hours. Jay... Jay did it in about a shout out to Jay there. He did it in about 12. Okay. Well, Patrick here, he's he's run it in under six hours. Under six? And he has a goal of doing it in under five. Wow. And I got to talk to him a little bit about that. So that would be pretty impressive. But yeah, the 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 whole entire weekend was great. Um, handed out a bunch of stickers, met some amazing support, uh, not support crew, but um, 
volunteers. Mm -hmm. We'll get into them. You know, looking at you, juice box guy. So <laughs> we finally, we finally got a little. We got names. We yes. got names. We we actually took time to talk to them and and thank them properly. But I think we need to get to the episode. Let's bring on Katie and Callie. Let's hear their story. And then when we come back, let's hear how your race went. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. We're back here and we got our two guests from the Anchor Down Ultra. We have Katie and Callie. Katie and Callie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling great. Feeling great. It's been just a couple days since the 20, since the 12 hour ultra marathon for you. This was your first anchor down. And Callie, how you doing? I see you're on a block island eating some nice treats. Yes, I'm fresh as a daisy. Not really. <laughs> um, you know, just getting used to walking normally again, but feeling pretty good. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the same boat. It took uh, a solid probably like 36 hours for me to be able to not hobble my way around the house. I don't know about you two, but I am hobbling and I didn't even run. So, you know, cruise support <laughs> over here is a little sore as well. You did a, you did some running. I got to give you some credit. So, Katie, this was, I think, your fifth ultra, but it was your first anchor down, right? That was, It was my first anchor down. It was my first overnight race. All of the races I've ever done in the past have always started bright early, early in the morning. And, you know, I've just run. So it was a different experience me experience for me for sure. Um, but I did, I truly did love every single second of it. How did you uh, decide to do anchor down? Actually, um, a few people had posted about it in the past, including Erica and one of your previous guests, Rachel had talked about it. And I'm like, you know what, I need to get into that. And as soon as I knew it had opened, and having had that 50-miler under my belt, I knew that I had a chance to get into it, having had that race behind me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I got in, and I was pumped. So That's perfect. Yeah, I, I found out about it from Rachel, and uh, her and I both did it last year. And we got in before they implemented the um, the qualifying standards. So that was my first real ultra that I had done. So I requalified for this year from last year. Yeah. And it truly was such an experience. I'm all about getting into the coveted races. So the faster it sells out, the faster I want to do it. Right. So <laughs> I, I knew I needed to experience it. I'm glad you did too. And this is such a good race. It's, it's very like small and homey and it's like, it's got like a family feel to it. So I'm very happy that you got to experience it. So Callie, we met you last year at Anchor Down, and you did the 12-hour race, but this year you decided to jump up about double. What got, what caused you to uh, do the 24-hour race there? You know, I don't have a great answer for that. I remember walking to the parking lot with Erica last year, and she's going, are you going to come back next year? And I'm pretty sure I said I would never do that again. <laughs> it was awful, <laughs> as we were both limping to our cars. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I thought, you know what, let me do 24 hours. I want to run 100 miles. And that's what I signed up for. And to get a little background, the two of you have done ultras before. Yes. My longest one was the 12 hour last year. So this was kind of a big jump for me, but I trained. Spoiler alert, you did it. You hit your goal. <laughs> so I am so impressed by that. <laughs> Can't Thank even you. tell you. 
All right. Well, let's get into the weekend. When did everybody arrive? I can tell you that Erica and I arrived as late as possible. <laughs> Probably partly my fault with the new job and not wanting to leave work early. But also traffic was a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. I think I saw one of you got there even the day before. And then Katie, when did you get there? So I'm first and foremost, I'm the type of person that likes to get anywhere early. Uh, even when it comes to like to the airport, I'd rather be there four hours early than like right at like close to time. So I got there right around three thirty. So about three and a half hours or so right before um, we had to tow the line. Um, but that was still like too too close for me. Um, but same, we hit traffic um, and work obligations kept us at home a little bit longer than we wanted. But Besides a little bit of traffic, once we got there, the setup was easy. The parking situation was great. You know, park, get all your stuff. Um, I definitely think in the future I am going to have a wagon to help carry all of my stuff to uh -oh, yeah. the, the lot just because it was a lot of back and forth. And thankfully, my husband was there and he did a lot of the lugging and let me sit and eat and consume water. So that was a huge win. But. I did feel guilty having him do all the lugging, but so, yep, I got there right around three 30, um, and had a solid three hours of, dare I say, relaxing before we had to start running. How about you, Callie? When did you arrive? So I actually drove up Wednesday. I have family that live right in town. Um, so I spent some time with my parents and my brother and his wife, you know, so much of these long things are mental. And when you have, three kids that are crazy and work and everything. It's like, if I can get out there a little early, that, then great. Cause I can kind of decompress a little and relax. So then Friday, my crew and I showed up right around two to set up. And then we went over to my brother's house and I took a power nap on the couch <laughs> and uh, we came back around, I think four thirty five maybe, and then hung out till the start. Yeah, I, I was very nervous about getting there on time. <laughs> I took the whole day off of work and I was just like, all right, Eric, when can you come? When can when, when can we leave? When can we leave? And then you're like, well, I have a meeting and it's at two. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I had to I had to wait. Um, I got my boyfriend to drive me down to his work. And then we left from there since it was more on the way than coming back up to my house. But <laughs> just anxious, anxious to get down there, anxious to get started and set up and and all that stuff. With about 30 minutes until we arrived, I started playing some like good hardcore EDM music, pumped it up to max volume. I needed it. I like I had all this extra energy and I was like, all right, I got to burn this off somehow or else I'm going to go insane. <laughs> Just sitting in a car waiting. So we, we had some, uh, what was it? Little John out of your mind. We played, that's right, because Addie Zarenner, one of uh -huh. our guests, that was her pump up song. And that one really like broke the ice for you and got mm -hmm. you ready to go. Mm -hmm. It was helping. All right, so everyone's at Colt State Park in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. The course is this 2.45-mile loop, partly in the woods, partly mm -hmm. along the coast there, all along the water, and the race starts at 7 o'clock. What was it like starting at nighttime? It was it was tough. Well, no, it was awesome because it was a new experience for me. So like I said, I am an early, early morning runner. So my alarm goes off at 3 a.m. I'm out the door by 3.15, 3.20, and I'll run 20-ish miles you know, before the world wakes up. So... Starting my run, I really had to focus on what I ate during the day um, a lot more than obviously than, you know, preparing my meals for the morning and then sn snacking throughout my run. But 
it was cool. I think my, the most, the best part was, you know, the first two loops, you got to catch the sunset, which was just absolutely incredible coming out of the trail and then running down, you know, that one little road and just seeing the sunset was the best part about starting at 7 p.m. Um, and the energy was just so great. Everyone was just so excited and hyped up and the energy is what like got you through those first few loops because it was just awesome. I totally agree. The sky put on quite the show this year. It was a, a spectacular sunset. This one was good. I tried to get some pictures of all three of you with that epic sunset in the background. If I haven't sent it to you, I'll try to do it. But I took a ton of photos. How about you, Callie? 7 p.m. start. This wasn't your first 7 p.m. start, but how was the uh, late start? Yeah, you know, my first 7 p.m. start was last year here. The only difference is I knew last year, once the sun came up, I was done. You know, that was it for me. So I, I honestly felt like the hardest part of the evening start is like getting through the day. You know, I think so much of us are used to, if you're going to do any kind of race, you get out of bed, you get ready and you go right there early in the morning. So a lot of it's just that waiting and then, um, you know, your adrenaline and caffeine, whatever else can kind of power you through the night and I guess most of the day. But, you know, it's just a different start. Callie, do you know Uh, what was impressive was your waist light? (laughs) You know, I got so many comments on that light. They were telling me it looked like a like a truck coming. Um, <laughs> I had randomly found that light on the internet, and I kept looking at it and looking at it, and finally I just pulled the trigger on it. It arrived maybe two weeks before the race, so I experimented with how to wear it on an easy run in the daytime, but I never actually got to where I was able to test the light. Hmm. So I was like, well, I hope this works. I brought back up. And it was so bright, but you can adjust it. It has so many different adjustments, but I didn't actually think to look at how to adjust it. So it was just like my high beams were on all night. (laughs) It was bright. And and spoiler alert, next week, when our next episode drops, we're going to have Michaela, who we already had, we already recorded. But Michaela gave Erica a list of do's and don'ts. And her do was get a waist light. And it was too short notice for Erica to go mm-hmm. out and get one because this was less than a week before the race. And I'm looking around and I'm like, two or three other people had one, but yours was, you're right. It was like high beams on a on a tractor trailer, <laughs> super wide yeah. view. It had so much coverage. It was like, I can't run with a headlamp on. Well, I can't either. Let That's alone why I even, bought the hand lamp. I can't even run holding things in my hand. I think it's weird. If I have something in my left hand, I need something in my right hand. That waist light was genius. I was like, mm-hmm. that was so smart of Michaela. And then Callie had it. It was mm-hmm. like, of course, this experienced ultra runner, in my mind, experienced. I don't know how many you've really done. But in considering it really, really was your only second night race, like that thing yeah. was sick. I mean, I do run in the dark often, but I, I'm typically a chest light kind of person. I don't like headlamps. I don't like handhelds, but I have a chest light I really like, and I wore that last year, and I have scars from the chafing. Oh, no. So I like I am not wearing a chest lit, like, light like that ever again in the heat in the summer. Because, mm. you know, usually nighttime running is because it's – or dark running, it's winter, right? Um, so I wasn't used to having that light on bare skin and it just ripped up my back. So I had to find another idea for this year. That's why I, um, I did not wear my camelback, like my hydration vest this year. I went with like a handheld water bottle and a handheld, um, 
flashlight because I got a wicked shaving patch and I was like, not again. At least this year, we didn't have to deal with all that humidity and heat. We had perfect weather for this. The weather was definitely night and day. You know, last year, I think the dew point was 74, which is, you know, you look at running charts of dew points and it's like, do not run. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And we're like, yeah, let's run over 50 miles. It's fine. Overnight. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) Not to mention it was like 100 degrees and 100% humidity too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Katie, tell us how your race went. It went good. So, I think literally probably the first five or six laps went pretty well. But I did, and I was very jealous of everyone with better lights than mine because my headlamp completely quit on me. And so I did have, I wore a headlamp around my waist as well. Um, So I had one on my head, one around my waist, and then I had a flashlight, um, but none of them were doing anything worthwhile. And having never run trails before, full disclosure, um, I should have practiced a little bit more. Um, So... I wasn't as, what's the word I'm looking for, graceful through the trail portion at all. And I totally took two big diggers. All right. So, Katie, there is a point in the race. I'm with your husband. We're in the uh, transition, the start finish line area with the aid station. And you you would come back about always five to 10 minutes after Erica. So we would see Erica and then you would come in right after. And this one time you're like, I fell. And you... You pulled your part of your pants up and revealed to us your hip, and then you went and did another lap, and you pulled it up, and your hip was twice the size of it what than it was the lap oh, before. No. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was right around lap four. It was dark, so it was headlamp territory. I had stopped. I had asked Mike for the handheld flashlight because, despite wearing a headlamp and a chest, a headlamp around my chest and the flashlight, I clearly could not see anything at all. And I, I had kept on running like through the trails, like, Oh, I can do this. This is great. And then I felt hard. Like it just, I don't remember. All I remember is being on the ground. My headlamp flew off, was in one direction. The flashlight went flying and one of the runners had stopped. He's like, you doing okay. Is everything okay? That looked like it hurt. I'm like, "Ah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and I was, I was shaking up for sure. Um, he handed me my flashlight. I put the headlamp back on and decided to keep on running. Like even the girl who saw me fall, she's like, maybe you should start walking. I'm like, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to walk. And so I had gone ahead and the guy who had picked up my headlamp and flashlight, he had run ahead. That was fine. But the girl was walking. And then about three quarters of the way through the trail, I, again and no one was there to see it i'm like did that just happen like did i just fall again and i think my ego was bruised a little bit and then so when i came through i was covered in dirt like the whole left hand side of my body was just all like dust and dirt from the fall but i hadn't really realized the severity of the bruise until like daylight but i knew it was bad um and it like it was out like it was a good large lump like it was a solid i want to say almost grapefruit sticking out of my shorts oh no bruised material um but yeah i came through and you and mike were standing there and i'm like this is bad and i lifted up my shorts and sure enough it was pretty big Um, big purple juicy looking (laughs) grapefruit just attached to her hip oh no 
almost immediate. Like most people bruise and it progresses over like hours. No, mine was like, oh, let's just be lovely right away. So, um, yep, it was there. Um, and it was pretty, it was, it was bad, but that definitely slowed down the trout portion. Um, after my second fall, I was like, you know what, maybe I should start walking. Um, and I became very envious of everyone who was capable of running so gracefully over the roots. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to fall again. Um, I wanted to finish. Like, there was no question in mind. Like, I wasn't going to let a fall stop me. But it, it was it was pretty big. I was just so glad that, like, nothing required stitches or anything else. So, yeah, that trail section was just I keep telling him I use the word gnarly because it is just full. Like, it's more technical than you really think it is. And there were times I, I hit an invisible root at one point and I almost went headfirst into a tree and that was like a close call for me. But I, there were just certain sections that I knew I had to walk. Like the hill, there is, do you remember there was that one section of just constant roots? I was like, nope, I'm walking over these. I had my toes pointed up so it wouldn't get stuck underneath and there were a couple other like sharp turns that I almost went flying off of those. So, I mean, yeah, that was, it definitely took some time to walk that. I don't know how to say that nicely, but it was just very difficult carefully. to navigate. You had to walk it carefully. Difficult to navigate. There we go. Uh, it was, it was gnarly. Just gnarly. Yeah. And how do you feel now? I feel great. I know. And it sounds so ridiculous, but you know, I ran the next day. Um, you know, I, I have a run streak to keep alive. So even if I have to get out there for a mile, I'm determined. Um, so got out for two miles on Sunday and my legs felt really, really strong. Got out there again this morning. Um, and the only thing that hurts when I run is like I can actually feel the bruise, Ooh. which sounds, but I can feel it like that. It just throbs when I run. But other than that, I feel great. So um, other than that, it went really well. And then right around like lap 12 or 13, I'm like, I could really use company. And, you know, the trails really thinned out after the six hour racers had mm -hmm. left the course. So the woods were a little bit darker. There weren't as many people out on the pavement. So, um, you know, I really wanted someone to talk to. My headphones didn't want to work, so I didn't have music. And I almost felt bad playing it because I didn't want to distract the other runners by just letting my music go so it was just me in the woods in the pavement and it was good um i definitely lost my motivation my legs felt great but i knew i needed like mentally needed the company so my husband who was a pacer and he is a non-runner um was like you know what i think i'll join you and then he did one lap i'm like you want to do another one he's like sure and i was like i don't want to do any more without you so he actually ran 10 miles with me to help me get my 16 laps. And so then he was like, okay, I'm done. But the sun hadn't come up yet. It was only about four o'clock in the morning when I hit my 16 laps. And so I was like, maybe I'll take a little break because I hadn't taken any breaks at that point mm -hmm. and go and get some ramen noodles and sit down for a second. And that was it. I sat down. I was like, dang it. I should not have <laughs> sat down. Um, but um, once I did, you know, I was like, oh, I really am. I'm very mad at myself for not going out for that one more lap, um, which I truly wish I had done. Um, it would have made all of a 2.5 mile difference, but mm -hmm. overall I'm pumped. Do I want to do it again? If you had asked me 
Saturday morning. I'm like, ee! but now that I'm two <laughs> days out and actually feeling pretty good, I was like, I think I might do it again. You know, just practice trails more often, um, get a better handle on roots, stumps, rocks, etc. But I loved it. And Erica was right when I got talking to her about it before the race. It was, it was an incredible environment. You know, volunteers were just awesome. The aid stations were amazing. Everyone just pumped you up along the way and, you know, made you feel like a million bucks. No matter where you were in your loops, they made you feel so incredibly special. Every time you went, you know, through the start, you know, every single lap, they made you feel awesome. So overall, it I think it went really well. I'm pretty happy. And, you know, I got to meet some pretty awesome people along the way, too. I'm so glad. I, I'm really glad you enjoyed your experience. And I really hope you come back for another one because I feel like once you're in, you, like your family, you got to keep coming back. I mean, if possible. So and since you mentioned it, the volunteers, I got to give a big shout out not only to your husband, Mike, because he was just awesome. Like him, he would like give me high fives every time I would go by just cheering everybody on as they went by. He was huge for you. So big shout out to Mike. But also, I got to shout out um, a few of my new friends from the aid stations. So Ainsley, Zach, and Tammy, they were like the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. crew. And they just gave me so much support and juice boxes. And (laughs) they were just so fantastic. And among all the other volunteers, like everybody was just epic. So... We'll have to get a little more into Juice Box Guy later, maybe. Yeah. Cause, oh, well, I got to say, he was the one from last year. He was hooking me up with Juice Boxes, and I was like, I love you. You're fantastic. I needed this juice. <laughs> and I was, I, I asked him this year, I'm like, what are the odds you were here last year volunteering? He's like, I was, actually. And I'm like, I feel like it was you. It, it had to be you. But uh, <laughs> either way, they, they were just so supportive and enthusiastic. And you could just feel the energy coming off of them, like off of a night shift of volunteering. Like, so awesome. And that's a tough shift, 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy shift. No, it was 9 a.m. They had a couple extra hours. That was an eight-hour shift for them. Long long morning, though. That was, that was nuts. Well, Juice Box Guy, we're happy we found you because uh, last Yay. year... <laughs> Last year, Erica was pretty upset that we uh, didn't figure out who you were I after. I didn't ask any names. I felt like such a like a jerk. I don't know. You were so nervous, Callie. I want to I want to share this. She was so nervous. She because we didn't know you last year until after the race. We just saw you going, and I met your friend Kelly. So yes. we didn't know who you were, and she wanted to connect with you. She is Erica, and <laughs> she was so nervous. I'm just like, go ask her. Go ask her. Oh. Yeah, because you had your Peloton thing on. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. She said, um, um, you have a Peloton bra on. I have a Peloton, too. What's your name on Peloton? <laughs> I, bro- I broke the ice, right? <laughs> at a bar. And it was, I hope you don't mind if I say it. If not, I'll bleep it out. But it was it was Cat Collector. <laughs> yeah. Which I th- I thought was was hilarious. Like you're no. like you just collect cats like you're you're a cat lady, <laughs> crazy cat lady. But then you go, you responded to us one day after the epi- our second episode. You go, I'm not a crazy cat lady. I only have two cats. <laughs> I have two. Three. Also. I have three. Ooh. Have three cats, three kids. Perfect numbers. One cat per kid. By the way, she's also in a very exclusive club that I'm in. Mm-hmm. The twin club. Oh, yes. I remember you guys bonded off of that. <laughs> Oh, wait, right. you didn't have I, them at that point. No, yes, I did. Yeah, you I did. did. They were oh, six yeah. months old yeah. last year. Oh, that's year. right. I'm like, how old are your kids? I should know this. <laughs> yeah, they were babies. 
I ha- now I have four-year-old twins and a five-year-old, all girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. And last year when I came home, they said, Mommy, is that even a real trophy? <laughs> so they weren't very kind. <laughs> oh, man. That's cute. <laughs> yes, it is, kids. I don't mean to go backwards, but I have to give a shout-out to those volunteers, too. I Please. also I was terrible. I didn't catch names. But um, there was one in particular who he would, like, spray me down every time I came in and was also, you know, legit helping, looking at me going, hey, Callie, this lap, you're looking a little bit more pale than last one. Can you try to grab something with some sugar in it? Um, You know, obviously, I had a fantastic crew, too, but those volunteers really went above and beyond to try to get you as far and keep you as well as you could be, you know. Um, And then I had another... A nice woman uh, shoving ice packs up the back of my bra. <laughs> I've got pictures of one just dumping water on me. You know, they were just amazing. Absolutely amazing. They deserve all the praise. They really do. Your support crew. So you had Kelly, who we met last year, and she came back during the day. But at night, you had Michelle, and I met Michelle. She was pretty great. You want to talk about your your crew who came in, uh, to help you with the race? Sure, yeah. Um, overnight, I had Michelle and Doug. And they were kind of taking turns so one of them could get some sleep because they were going to be there during the day, too. And they're two fellow trail runners that I know from Syracuse. And we all recently, Kelly included, took a trip to Zion, Utah to support Doug in his first 100-miler. So we've worked as a team once before. So I had really high hopes. And obviously, like, I know that they're amazing. All three of those runners are runners that I look up to and I'm always blown away by. So I felt like I definitely had, you know, a team with me there. and They're just fantastic people, very smart, strong runners. They were awesome. But I hope you understand that despite me being 99% trail runner, I still fell three times during Anchor Down. Did you? <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a trail run if you don't fall at least once. Well, let's get into that because 7 a.m. rolls around. The race ends for Erica and Katie. And we packed up our tent, but your friend Kelly showed up and you kept going and you had 12 more hours. So if you fe- if you fell before then, tell us about it. But tell us how the second half went and where were you at the halfway point? Yeah, I mean, my falls were during the night, um, but they were soft landings. You just you get tired. You let your guard down a little bit. All you have to do is flip your toe a tiny little bit and you're on the ground. And you just got to get up and keep going, you know. Hmm. Um What I tried to do during the night is I tried to keep it at a very sustainable pace. I know last year I went out too hot um, and it made me suffer a little more in the end there. So I tried really hard to kind of keep it under control. I promised myself when I came to that one little climb in the trail system that I would hike that climb every time. And I did even lap one and everyone's sprinting by me, you know, and it's like, that's just not going to do me any favors to run up this hill ever just tonight. Good for you. Um, yeah, so I, I tried to stick with that plan and just keep a sustainable pace. And my hope was that by the time Kelly arrived the next morning is I'd make her proud by how far I made it. Um, I did end up surpassing where I ended last year on the 12 hours. So I was well above 50 miles at that point, which made me feel a little better because the task of the day seemed a little less daunting at the moment. Mm hmm. And Kelly arriving was like a breath of fresh air. You know, all of a sudden you get your person and it's just like a renewal. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get your wind, get your support system there a bit. And I thought, you know, things went pretty good. 
around mile 80, I came in, the, you know, almost in tears. I was like, this is really hard, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just suddenly 20 miles seems impossible, even though you just did 80. Um, and then another really tough moment was when we realized we had seven and a half hours left. You know, when you look at the 24 hour race, you're like, all right, 24 hours, 24 hours. And then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, I still have seven and a half hours. This is insane. That is crazy. You know? <laughs> um, and thankfully, you know, it wasn't nearly as hot as it was last year. So we really lucked out with that. But I still, you know, I struggle in the heat. So I tried really hard to keep cool. I had, you know, a long sleeve shirt on that has the UV protection in it. I had water dumped on me nonstop. I tried really hard to, to not let that heat get to me too bad. Um, and then about three quarters of the way through, I think I had another wind where we picked it up. And of course, Jay and everyone's cheering me on and, and they really are, are gunning for me to break the course record which would have been two laps more than what I ended up doing. Mm. But I was on, I was on pace for that at that time. And I realized I needed about eight more 30 to 35 minute laps. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then two, three into that, my body was like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) So I had to make a decision. Like, do I push myself really hard and risk you know, going away via ambulance like other runners have and not even making it to 100? Or do I just chill out, take my time and have fun and enjoy just wrapping up this 100 miler, you know? Mm-hmm. Were so there, we, oh, sorry. Were there any, um, anybody who needed to take an ambulance this year? No. Another no. year. That is so yeah, good. That, Jay must so have been fun. excited. <laughs> yeah. At the end, um, I asked Lori how Paul's ankle was because Paul had rolled his ankle pretty bad. And she goes, oh, we're going to go get it checked out. We'll go to urgent care. We're not going to take an ambulance. And I was like, oh, well, do you want a foot doctor? And just like sent my husband over to go look at him. (laughs) He's all good. He did end up getting some x-rays for another reason, I think the next day Mm -hmm. and had his ankle checked out too. And it was all good. So, Oh, wow. But I did see Paul hit 100. So he he checked off his, his goal too. He did. He did. But yeah, I think sometimes just you get to a point where your body says no more. You know, I really struggled with food eating um, for the last bunch of hours. I just didn't didn't feel good. Nothing felt or looked good. So, and you know, if you can't eat something like that, you're you can't run. You need the calories. So what was your nutrition plan like then? What were you trying to eat and what were you able to get down? And were you eating mostly food you brought or were you eating from that aid station where they had like the pizza party and all the chips and the gummy bears and the Coke Mountain Dew, the Capri Sun juice boxes? The pickles. <laughs> I really stuck with what worked for me in training and what worked for me last year. You know, an electrolyte drink and that every other round I'd come through, I'd swap it out with water. And then uh, I like the spring energy gels and I use one caffeinated gel every three hours that all worked really well for me last year and and through the year in training for whatever reason partway through this race I was like no more spring energy I don't even want to look at it and uh, my other plan was PB and J's I took one bite of one and I said I don't want any more PB and J (laughs) it just was even though it wasn't that dry out it just the PB and J was so dry for some reason Mm -hmm. and just unedible so we kind of had to regroup from there. 
you know, my amazing crew were kind of cooking up some food. So every time I came through, Doug would have a bowl with pierogies and potatoes and bacon. And he's like, just take something, take something. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would take something. And a lot of times it was pierogies. And he realized that was working for me. So he'd be like, take a pierogi. And I go, oh, <laughs> and everybody would start laughing. But, you know, if you, if you can't eat, you can't run. So I just had to kind of force, force it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so tough to do. Like eating was where I struggled a lot during the night. But enough about me. <laughs> so we want to know, at what point did you know you were going to hit your goal? And how are you feeling? Like, what time was this at? Like, when you just knew you had it? I don't know if I ever knew I had it. I mean, when I showed up Friday evening, I was panicking, like, why am I even here? I don't, I don't belong. You know, I think some of that imposter syndrome kicks in when you arrive to these things mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm way over my head, even though you've trained for it. Um, so the whole night, I really wasn't sure. And like, you just never know what's going to happen. I was really happy with how the night went, how far I had made it and how good I felt. Um, but also, I mean, 12 miles in, actually, I looked at Michelle, I go, why do my legs already feel tired? When I came through the aid station, mm-hmm. she's like, fine, keep going. You know, okay. <laughs> Don't worry so about it, I, just go. <laughs> really, I couldn't tell you I ever knew I had it until the last lap. Because things changed so quickly. I mean, there was a period where I slowed down. And then there was a period where I really picked it back up again. Like mile 92 was my second fastest mile of the 24 hours, which makes no sense. Wow. But I had another, you know, surge where I was able to go for a few laps. And that's when I was really kind of pushing for that new record. And then when my body just revolted, it was, all right, we've got a ton of time to get to 100 comfortably. Let's just get that done. But my last two laps were excruciating. Like my left calf and foot were really hurting. It sounds like it just kind of strained the calf. And, you know, I don't know how you can feel really good after going 100 miles. So Mm. it wasn't that surprising, but it was there was definitely some suffering going on through that. So I just I just wanted to to make it. But I, I didn't know I had it until I saw the finish line at that mileage. Did Kelly run all 12 hours with you in, during the day? Yes, she did. That a girl, Kelly. Wow. Nice job. Did I better than me. Uh, and I told her, don't plan on it. You don't have to do that. I mean, she ended up going over like 45 plus miles with me. Like she never left my side. She was amazing. Uh, I don't know if I could have done that without her. And then, I mean, she was such an asset when we would get out onto that pavement with that headwind. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, would you her, draft you know her? Yeah. I go, why don't you just run <laughs> two steps ahead of me? And she's like, great idea. That's so, so smart. All the hard work. But it was also great because I would kind of use the trail system to recover on. And then we'd pop out to the pavement. And it's like, all right, let's start running again. And it was just, you know, like a well-oiled machine. The way I would just tuck right behind her. and We'd run the whole length of that. A little shake and bake Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, it was, that was huge. Why didn't we think of that? I don't know. I was just telling you, get off of the good part of the trail. Well, that was the trail. part of the trail. 
I literally yelled at him a couple of times. Plus, he had like a his hand lamp or his headlamp in his left hand, and I was on his right side. And I'm like, it's shining in my face. I gotta be on the other side of you. And we would just like, eventually, I would me- like meander my way over to the right again. I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong side. So it, yeah, it took a while to get <laughs> to get a good place on there. But as my arms were pumping every time on the stride, when my left arm would go up, the light would like go right face. across her face, and she would like. <laughs> it happened every time when we got out because I don't know why I'm used to running on the left. Mm. Yeah, but, you guys had a great system, though. That is incredible that Kelly did that for you. Oh, that was so smart. Genius, genius move. Mm-hmm. That's expert level. I want to say one thing before we we continue. All three of you over this weekend told me at one point, Callie, you just told us now on the podcast, but like that you felt like maybe you didn't belong or you don't really feel like an ultra runner. However, Katie, you've done five. This would be your third or fourth, Erica. It's my... It's my- technical third but only my second like actual because i did a virtual one and i don't i don't totally count that and callie i know at least it's two for you in the fact that you won both you're all ultra runners and you all belong there and you went out there and you you proved it so i get the nerves before the race like and erica would tell me at like 5 30 in the morning she goes i don't feel like an ultra runner i just i'm not i'm not i don't feel like one and i'm like well look at you you're about to hit 50 miles and you're in an ultra race you're an ultra runner wearing a sparkle skirt like that was it that's right (laughs) i didn't look like the traditional ultra runner i think that was more the thing like i've got myself a a hefty badonkadonk and (laughs) like i just i I don't have the build of a a typical runner so that's right she goes i have a big ass in a sparkle skirt like i'm not an ultra runner I'm the sparkliest ultra runner out there. <laughs> so you finished. What was it like at 7 p.m. when you finished? I know it gets dark like in an hour. And, and what happened post-race? How did everything go? Yeah, I, so I crossed the finish line and my family was there. So I just dove to the, we did hugs and tears. And that was really cool. Just a really cool, surreal moment. Um, and then I went and quickly put my feet up <laughs> and just sat there for a few minutes. Uh, trying to comprehend what just happened. And I did at that time know I was the top female. It was the only female that was hitting 100 miles um, that day, which I think they've had three prior. um, So I was the fourth, but the only one for this year. Well done. Thank you. Oh, press the button. Press the button. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. Big round of applause for you, Kelly. (laughs) Oh, thanks. So um, then, you know, Jay says, all right, guys, five minutes till awards. So I kind of soak up my time in that chair and then he starts talking. So we get up and we walk over to listen to him and, you know, he's doing the awards for the men. And I just look at my crew and I'm like, "Uh, I got to sit down. I'm not okay." (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) My blood sugar had just dropped so low from not being able to eat. Uh, I was in a little bit of trouble. So I had to sit down and. You know, I grabbed some ginger ale, uh, some peanut M&Ms, trying to bring myself back to life. And they're like, do you want us Do you want us to carry you to Jay when he announces your name? <laughs> like, no, I got to limp over there. You know, and I limped over there. <laughs> I did see the video, <laughs> Callie. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you were still walking, I am so impressed. Like, oh, after 100 yeah. miles, I would be like crawling, army crawl. <laughs> but that would yeah. be the best I could do. So well done. Well done. Tough. And then I had to stand there as he announced all the 100 milers, which was amazing. This was obviously their biggest year for 
hundred milers. There were so many um, guys that went super far this year. Mm-hmm. So stood there for a while. And then after that, I went and got right back in that chair. And then to get to the car, my husband actually threw me over his shoulder and carried me to the car. <laughs> what a guy. I was done using my legs. Yeah. What a guy. So do we think, uh, I, I think we already got it from Katie. Katie wants to return one day. What about you, Callie? You think you're going to come back? I don't know. You know, I told myself, I'll come back as a volunteer. I'll come back and pay someone. Like, what else do I want to achieve that I haven't? Or, you know, what would I do differently? Like, I'd have, I need to find a real purpose for wanting to do that again beyond just being part of the family and, and being there, you know? Well, that's fair. So I'm not 100% sure, but I would definitely, I want to be involved somehow. So even if I don't run it, I will definitely be there to support people and, you know, see if they could use me as a volunteer or something like that. Well, I'll tell you, Eric and I were talking to the uh, volunteers after the crew that we love that she's she's uh, grown to love in the last two years of this race. And we told them we will be back next year. If we're not running, we'll be volunteering mm-hmm. along your side. Mm-hmm. So, In some capacity, <laughs> yeah. we want to do the same thing. Yeah, we think the event is that awesome and that special that we want to be back next year, whether we're running or not, we want to be a part of it. So oh, yeah. that's awesome I mean, my, to hear the same from you. My last lap, I was hugging the guys that were out there halfway and then the guys that let you cross um, the grassy area and stop the cars. Mm-hmm. We stopped the cars for hugs. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were that important to 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 us as runners. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't do that without all of them. Seriously. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations to both of you. I want to give you both a chance to do any more last shout outs. Katie, I know you have something that you're passionate about and we want to get you back one day. We want to get you both back one day and learn about you, who you are, where you're from, what got you into running and any awesome running stories you have, whether it is a... You know, uh, we know about this victory, but, you know, anything that's funny or inspiring or, you know, w- one of the things we talk about is the code brown that Erica had three of, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, Katie, let's go first. I know you have something that you're very passionate about that you do here around uh, the Boston area. Yep. So um, one thing that I'm incredibly passionate about is the Children's Tumor Foundation. Um, they are a foundation that um, raises awareness and money for Adults and children that live with neurofibromatosis, which is a condition where um, tumors grow anywhere on the body where there is a nerve. Um, So that can affect hearing, eyesight, um, movement in any shape or form. Um, It is something that I have. Um, It is something that I unfortunately did give to my youngest daughter, um, but she's doing great. Um, I do so a complete 180. I do a one mile run. Um, with the Cupid's Undie Run. Um, it is a run where all of the money raised by every single runner who does it across the country um, goes directly to the Children's Tumor Foundation to um, hopefully find a cure one day. So every February, right around Valentine's Day, I strip down um, <laughs> to nothing but my undies um, and run away and run around Fenway Park. That is just where um, the Boston event takes place. Um, and it is, it's about probably 0.8 of a mile. Um, so it's quite short and you walk most of it because people stop and take pictures and whatnot, but it is by far the most satisfying run that I do all year long. So it's just so important. I probably cry the entire time. They throw a huge party before and after, and I'm just 
a bucket of tears because not only am I affected, but I know these people are all there just to raise money. And yeah, some people just want to get half naked and run around, (laughs) but it's an incredible cause and I love it. And every year I've raised between three and $5,000, which is a huge amount, like for people just to give so generously for, like I said, just a one mile run. So, you know, I did a 50 miler last October and this one mile run still surpasses any race that I could ever do. Um, and the past few years I've had to do it virtually due to COVID. Um, so I'm really hoping to be back there, um, and maybe even fly to Phoenix, um, cause they don't all occur uh, like on the same date. So mm. maybe even go out to Phoenix. Um, the little boy that I run for, including myself, um, he, there's a girl out there that runs for him each and every single year too. So I might go out and join her team. That's wonderful. That, which would be amazing. So, yeah. Um, it's an incredible cause and such a fun run and it is the fun time to be around, um, any of the cities that actually do the race. So that is my huge shout out. It's an awesome time. And again, just something near and dear to my heart. So what do you say a couple of weeks before the Indies run in Boston, we have you back, we get to know you a little more and we uh, pump the tires for, uh, your fundraising there. I would absolutely love it. So that would be amazing. That would be our pleasure, really. That is such a worthy cause. So anything we can do to help you out, we are all for. I am all in. I would absolutely love it. I just have one more question, and this is an easy one for the two of you. We have been compiling a Spotify playlist of favorite running songs, songs to get you pumped up. If you could add a song to our playlist, which one would you pick? My Spotify playlist, I I have a few, but I have one. Um, that I created for my 50 miler last year that I didn't end up listening to because I met two girls and we talked the entire time while we ran. But um, it's six and a half hours long and I'm embarrassed to say that it's compiled of a lot of songs that my girls like because I listen to them all the time. So it's got a lot of things from if you've seen the movie Sing 1 and Sing 2. A lot of the songs on my playlist are from those movies. But... There's a song um, by Ben Rector. It's called Drive. And I have put it on every playlist for every race I've done, whether it was Boston or Chicago, like any big race that I've ever done. I've put it on there and it it does. It pumps me up each and every single time. So, and my girls know it as Mommy's Running Song. So if it comes on, they're like, yeah, Mommy's Running Song. So perfect. How about you, Callie? So I also have some sing two songs on my playlist, but <laughs> I I tend not to really listen to music on trail runs much. Um, a lot of times, if at all, I have like one earbud in. So for this race, I did do the one earbud thing for I think most of the second half. I felt like I needed some distraction from <laughs> what was happening. But I think a song I would add. It was just random song I found one day. I think on Instagram trying to find a song for like a story I was posting and it's called running by, I believe their name is Arizona and it's a pretty chill song, but I have it on all of my running playlists. Cause even though it's a pretty kind of chill, not like super pump you up, it still kind of pumps me up for some reason. Cause it's just about running, running, awesome. running. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I don't know if that was what it was written for, but that's the main word used in it. <laughs> so I take it that way. That is totally fine. Whatever gets you going. That's all we wanted to know. <laughs> so I will definitely look those up and put them on our playlist and we'll share them with the uh, the listeners. 
Well, thanks so much for coming on. I know this was short notice for both of you. I know Callie, I just asked today. <laughs> I know Katie, I, I said to Katie when we saw her, because we camped next to you, Katie, actually, was, um, was hey, perfect. Katie, since you're, since you're here and you're doing this, you know you're our next guest on the uh, podcast. And she was so <laughs> excited. But I really appreciate you both coming on late notice. And, and we figured this out. We got a good time so we can get this out soon. I hope to have you both back. Katie, I know we'll get you back. Callie, I hope we can get you back in a few months and get to know you a little more. Oh, I'd be happy to. I was like honored you guys even asked me to be part of it. I don't know if my brain's fully functioning yet from the uh, glycogen depletion here, but <laughs> hopefully I have something useful uh, to say. And it's been fun. And I, I appreciate you guys even wanting to hear anything I have to say about my time there. Well, we'll give your brain some time to, you know, re-energize. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when we get you back, hopefully we can get uh, to know you well and, and get some stories. And hopefully this isn't the last time we ever talk or see each other. I think we'll all see each other next year at Anchor Down in one way one or the capacity, other. capacity, yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you guys. And Callie, I'm probably going to have to pick your brain soon because I do have a 24-hour coming up in November. So <laughs> whatever, tips, whatever tips you got for me, uh, I'll hit you up later. <laughs> but, but Callie, Katie, I am in awe of you guys. Your energy and spirit is just so high. And this means so much to us that you would come on and talk to us. Let's give a big hand to Callie and Katie. A big hand. Here we go. Yeah. We don't use that enough. They are just so cool. And I am just so envious and in awe of them. They are fantastic people. And I am so happy to call them my peers. I'm so happy to finally meet Katie and to see Callie again. Yeah. It was funny because I I, I was telling Katie, you're like a little running influencer in the area. She really is. Pretty popular on the gram, just like Rachel and yourself Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) And I'm glad we got to meet her. Mm -hmm. Mike, uh, Mike, if you're listening, thanks for coming, man. You gave me someone to hang out with and talk to. And I I appreciate all the high fives and stuff. The the encouragement. It meant a lot. It really did. We got a couple high fives perfectly in those reels we made. (laughs) Yeah, you made me redo them because you're like, no, look at the elbows. Well, yeah. Like, I'm tired. If we don't make good hands contact mm-hmm. it's bad luck so you gotta, I, like, you gotta you gotta redo like, it sweaty you did like, you did uh, yeah one time you high-fived and all just like the sweat on your arm and forearm <laughs> just spat in my face and i ran away saying sorry not sorry and i don't think i had anything to wipe it up right there <laughs> but all right i think that might have been just after it rained or something too that was probably nice, but... who knows how did your race go we just heard about Kelly, katie and callie's how did your race go you know my race I don't think it could have gone any better. We've talked about the weather. That played a huge part. I was just feeling really good. I did not get to train for this as well as I would have liked because I was coming off of that hip injury. I've been talking about going to, to Connor over at Nashua PT, and, and he's been helping me out with some strength training. What do you call yourself, an IPOS? Yeah, an injured piece of shit. <laughs> so, But the entire race... I had zero pain and I was like, the running gods are smiling upon me this evening and I seriously everything just went according to plan. Well I would I would beg to differ. Why? There was a couple times that you came into the uh the start finish line area and you you were not feeling that well. Oh well, okay. I was having a little bit of digestional issues because so I like to drink um scratch lab super fuel. And I put that in a handheld and I drank that like within, I think the first like three laps, it was, it was pretty fast, but it was so sugary that I was starting to get like a little sick to my stomach and, 
and it was hard to eat real food. Because then what did you eat to go with the uh, scratch labs? What did I have, a bagel? I don't even remember. Oh, come on. Munchkins. Oh, Erica runs on Duncan. I Erica ran on garbage because it, oh my God, I was not feeling good after. I had four munchkins and I was like, oh, if I have any more, I'm going to barf. So luckily it didn't puke, but I needed something to counteract all that sweetness. So I made my way over to the aid station and I found myself some pickle juice. And I swear to God, that like was perfect. It it like reset my taste buds and just... I want to say I was making you drink just water, too. No, that was a smart move, and I really appreciate you for that, because if I kept drinking that super fuel, I think I would have thrown up. And I did that, and then after I started telling you, you need to drink water. No Mm -hmm. more more of this mixed stuff. You need to have like a a one-to-one or even a two-to-one ratio Mm -hmm. of water, two waters, one, whatever you're going to drink, whether it's a Powerade or a mix, Scratch Labs. I started telling Katie the same thing. Every Mm -hmm. time Katie came in, I said... Go grab a water from the aid station. Don't drink yours. Drink theirs. It's mm-hmm. free water. Don't waste yours. Yep. And then she started to drink more and more and more water. And she kept, and then she started telling me I was amazing and awesome. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, your husband's right here. Tell him he's great too. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely helped because, um, and, and what they were trying to do, they were trying to work their way towards going cupless. So I just had them keep topping off the water in my my handheld. I would do it at the, Oh, they would do that? Yeah, they would take just a, the jug of water and refill it. So I would not waste the cups, and I felt a little bit more environmentally friendly that way. Mm, go <laughs> but, green, good for you, Erica. But yeah, once I, once I found the pickle juice, and I even took some pickles on the on the run with me like i had a cup of pickles that i carried with that me that was fun the- <laughs> you were like this happy little go getter i'm with telling the pickles. you it was like a reset it was perfect i remember when you're looking around the first time you found the pickles and they had gummies and mm-hmm. chips mm-hmm. and m&ms pretzels and then all of a sudden just to your right you're like oh pickles mm-hmm. it was it was great so that that kind of helped reset me but just the mixture of all the sugar and stuff. Um, I did have some stomach issues, but luckily they had um, a set of porta potties after the trail portion. Well, that was late. Let's get we can get. Well, in. that was the those were the the I guess code brown incidents I had. Luckily, they were not in my pants. But that was like super late in the race. Yeah, it was laps like thirteen because you were with me. It was laps like thirteen, fourteen, or fourteen, fifteen. No, so, it was later. It was this is like at six a.m. We'll get into, well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they were early. They were early. But I beg to differ. They were yeah. early, early in the morning. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Yeah, 2 a.m., something like that. Anyways, let's talk about, uh, let's, let's talk about the nightfall. You know, before I was able, able to join you out there, mm-hmm. how were you feeling? I was feeling good. Um, those first couple of laps, um, I kind of pushed it a little bit cause I wanted to see how many laps I could get done before it got dark, before it would be a little bit treacherous to get through the trail. But I made it through three laps, and it was perfect. And that's when I saw you for, like, the sunset. Well, you saw me. I went to the other side of the course Mm -hmm. just to see the sunset, show Mike a little bit of where they're going to run. Yep. And then I said, I'll be back at the start-finish line around your beginning of lap four. Yep. And then I was there for pretty much the rest of it. You would tell me I need this or I need that, and I would go up to the tent, grab it, come back, cheer on everyone. It was great because I would get pretty much you, Katie, and Callie – we're all about eight minutes apart. Mm-hmm. And so you would pass, then Katie would pass, and Kelly would pass, not necessarily in that order. Yeah. And I would get to see and cheer on, and, and then I would get to talk to others, and I would have about 10 minutes outside of cheering the three of you on to go get whatever you needed, mm-hmm. get some food for me, and I did not eat enough. 
and then <laughs> yeah, um, and then come back and and, and refuel you. Mm-hmm. It was a ton of fun. So around one o'clock, six hours into the race, these six hour competitors finished, and then I was allowed to join you and be your pacer. Mm-hmm. At that point, you had completed one more lap. Than I did the previous year. Right. Yep. And you were feeling good. That just goes to show you how how much better I performed because the weather was that much better. I swear you, it was that. You didn't need me. You were like, dude, go to bed, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Where last year, you were like, I need you to get me to 16 and then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Where this year, you're like, dude, go to bed. You have to drive us home in the morning. Well, plus you said you wanted to join for the last laps. And I was like, you're going to get two hours of sleep. <laughs> well, I was slightly worried because mm-hmm. last year I thought you had it. And at the end, you didn't get it. And I wasn't there to push you. You had mm-hmm. Shauna, who was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. um, very newly pregnant. And in fact, just that day told us yeah. she was pregnant. She walked with you. And I felt like I need to be there just in case I need to help you get that one more lap. Well, you did, but so we'll we'll get into that. But o- overall, I just wanted to beat last year. So last year I did 19 laps and 46.55 miles. So I just knew I could tell from like my my watch. I was like, I'm going to hit this. I think I'm good. And I did hit 19 laps right before you started to join me at 5 a.m. So I had two hours to do at least two more laps because two more laps would get me over 50 miles. So I joined you at one. I joined you at one in the morning. I ran two laps. Yep. And then I went and took a nap. Yep. I got maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I joined you. I woke up and apparently I just missed you at the start finish line. Yep, I I was just on the trail. I actually kind of walked. When I knew you were coming close, I kind of walked and met you with maybe maybe a quarter mile to the line and joined you there. Yep. And at that point, you just flew through the aid stations and your cheerleaders at the aid station were like, go Erica. And I'm like, do you want to stop and get some pickles? You just kept going. I wanted to ride the adrenaline high because I knew I had it. I just knew I had the 50 miles and that was that was my goal. I had to do it. So the faster I did it, the the happier I was going to be, the, the sooner I'd be done. But... We finished that 21st lap for like 51, I think it was like 51 point something miles. I had 40. 22nd lap, I think. No, I'm, so I Sorry, finished. Sorry, I'm <laughs> talking, I'm stepping on your toes here. So I finished that 21st lap and I had 48 minutes to spare. That's right. So I had to go out for one more lap for Tony. You'll learn about him if you watch that video that uh, you were talking about. But Tony unfortunately passed away and he ran the six hour race last year. And so this this race was dedicated to Tony and doing one more lap was in his honor. So I I was like, I I can do this. I can do one more lap for Tony. And and I did. I came in with 11 minutes to spare before that 12 hour countdown. Now, I remember talking to you through that last lap. All right. I, I did need some I did need some motivation. I was very tired. My back hurt just being on my feet for so long. We were positive that we had mm-hmm. the time to do it, but we didn't have much of a buffer. No. So when we passed the start finish line and you were like, I'm going to walk the woods, I go, we're going to run to the turn. Yep. And that saves a minute. I'm like, that will save us a minute. Run to the turn. That minute was key. I mean, I felt fine and we did walk. I... I more power hiked. I feel I feel confident saying I power hiked that because I was trying to to just make sure I would come in under the wire. So we we got through the woods. We power hiked, 
And then we uh, did some run-walk intervals, which you you helped me out with. I made you go minute on, minute off. When we hit the pavement, minute on, minute off. Yep, and And it helped so much. If we do that, we got it. And I think we've crossed, I think you crossed the finish line with seven minutes to spare. It was 11. 11. 11 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I was on my feet for a total, I, I really didn't sit down that whole time. You made one pit stop, you said. Oh, unless you count a porta potty too. Well, no, no, I, I'm talking about at oh, the tent. Yes, but I didn't sit. I just had to grab a, a painkiller <laughs> and I needed an leave. So I took one. Um, Where last year you made like I at sat least down, six. I was on the picnic table. And, yeah. yeah. But this, what, this race honestly went so much better than I could have imagined. So I ended with 53.9 miles, which is my new personal record. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank that's you very the, much. Uh, the most we've ever used that applause feature on this podcast right, in right. this episode. I think but that's the third time. I even placed better than I did last year. Last year, I was the second female, but I was seventh overall. But this year, although I was the third female, I was fourth overall. Three females were in the top four. Not a big deal. And Go girls. There's a woman named Corinne, I believe her name was, who swept the whole thing. She beat all the dudes. She came in first. And then I took um, the Women's Open, which is a female under 39 nice award. Nice job. So I'm going to display that beautiful award. And I believe right above that award is your trophy from last year. Yeah. And you're like, this is my first ever trophy. Yep. So now I've got another well-earned award that I'm very, very proud of. And I didn't tell you. So um, on Instagram, I, I reached out to Hannah because she... She was saying that she she took one home also, like one of her own awards that she created. Oh, yeah. And I just sent her a, a message saying that I really appreciate her taking the time to make these awards. And I knew that she did it. And that was my goal, that I wanted one. And she was like, oh, I wasn't sure if, if people were going to want that or a trophy. And I was like, no, this was the most beautiful thing. And I really appreciate this. It's so much cooler than a trophy. And it and it lit a fire under my butt to to keep me going. There so. was a point in the race that you said, I just want the trophy. It's so cool. I did. I did. Like it was literally like one of the driving factors. So I know race. I know you're gonna say this is crazy or whatever, and you really don't want to do it lately. You've been saying I can't imagine myself doing it, but speaking of cool trophies mm-hmm. or cool like Things to get when you accomplish something amazing. Mm-hmm. I think you got to go for the buckle. So I have some some decisions to make. I did qualify. So I did, I think 21 laps would qualify me for the 24-hour race. And I did 22. Um, but I need to see how hamster wheel is going to go. And I um, the registration for Anchor Down opens, I think, on New Year's Day. So I have some time to see how that 24-hour race goes. But it's just so much more tough to do anchor down. It's not just the trail. It's the summer. It's There's so many factors. And Hannah was actually talking to me about it. She's like, it's a different game. You got to play the long game. And Well, I think we need to talk to Hannah about it on here. We should get her because Hannah, she... open invitation to the podcast. Seriously, though, because she was one of the only other females. Like Callie had mentioned that there are four females who... I've gotten past 100 miles, and Han is one of them. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, it's incredible. But this race was just out of this world. I had a great time. Things went very well, and I'm very, I'm just very, very happy. Well, great job. Thank you for bringing me again. Well, thank you for coming because you played a huge part in this too. Like you were 
excellent Sherpa support system crew. And now <laughs> couldn't have done it without you. And now I know how to make reels. <laughs> oh my god! How oh, you epic surprised was that? me with those, and I laughed. The first one was awesome, just like the whole um, highlight reel. But then the second one that you sent me, I laughed. I was deliriously tired because I got like a three-hour nap on Saturday, and this was Saturday night that you sent it. And oh my god, I laughed and laughed. It was great. Well, <laughs> my favorite part of all the reels, besides you, uh, I mean, the second one was great. I was so happy when I made it. Yeah. But the first one, it's only thirty seconds long, and it was great because I was able to add multiple clips. And the second to last clip of you walking to the aid station, and there's Juice Box guy. <laughs> Puts the juice box on the table and you got the fist pump. So let's just, let me just go back real quick. Mm -hmm. When we started this podcast a year ago, it's, we didn't know what we were doing. We all sat around a table with one microphone. There was four of us. Now there's two. And now we have good microphones. We talked about juice box guy and we were bummed that we left the race and didn't know who he was. And, and, and we were just like, well, maybe he'll be there next year. Come to find out, he was. His name is Zach, and <laughs> I'm just so happy. So, like I mentioned earlier, Ainsley, Zach, and Tammy hooked me up. They were just so kind to me, and they were the ones cheering me on every lap, and the that celebratory juice box at the end was better than a beer. I swear to God. <laughs> she was so happy that you were there. When when I took my nap and she did those, those five laps, Like you must have really been cheering her on and really motivating her because when I got up at five and ran the last two with her, she was freaking rolling, man, and it was because of the three of you, and she kept talking about the three of you, and then at one point, Ainsley sent her an Instagram friend request and you pulled it up and you go, oh my God, she's a marine biologist and she's so perfect. Do I really sound like that? You did. You Well, you were tired and, and kind of like just, mm-hmm. you were like, she's so amazing and she's a marine biologist. And you know what? That whole time it was her birthday and I didn't know it. It was her birthday? Literally. Happy birthday. Yeah, it was her birthday the other day. So big happy birthday to you, Ainsley. You are awesome. So I hope you had a great day. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, so so excited i'm like we have so much in common so i know i know ainsley and zach and tammy tammy i hope you're listening promise me you'll be there next year and we promise we'll be back next year in one way or the other Mm -hmm. we will either be by your side volunteering or we'll be out there on the course (laughs) and you'll be again pushing erica along as she does the 24 hours and drives for 100 miles. How awesome. Come on, Erica. Give me your commitment right now. I can't do it. Do it on it. the I pod. No pressure. Commit. Oh, no pressure. No but pressure. Do it on the pod. No, I'm not committing right now. I need to I need to play this smart, okay? But you guys will be the first to know if I do decide to to, to go that far. Well, we'll see how Hamster Wheel goes in November. I got to see about Hamster Wheel. We'll have the camper there, too. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. You can use the new, <gasps> we didn't tell them. Let's do it. Tell them. <laughs> so at Hamster Wheel, you can display the beautiful new On the Runs banner that Eric had made. He totally surprised me with it the other day. And it was the most perfect thing I could have ever imagined. I was talking about it and I was like, we should really have like a poster board or something. And I was willing to make it. Um, and he's like, no, no, I got, I got it covered. And then he hands me this big like skinny tube and he's like go ahead take this it's uh um adeline made it and i was like adeline made this and i pull it out and i'm like this isn't something adeline made it is a gorgeous gorgeous banner and i love it 
You know what else was fun was when I made recorded the video, and we'll post that video on the gram. Mm -hmm. You hear in the background someone being like, "Oh my god, yes!" (laughs) It was Katie because she was right behind me watching you do it, and she's like, (laughs) "This is awesome." I was honestly floored. It was so. It was so. And your reaction was just like, "Oh, oh my, oh my god!" Because I was not expecting it whatsoever. All right, we're at anchor down, and I got Eric a little surprise. Let's open it up. Let's see it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Awesome. That's you awesome. said Adeline made this. I was lying. I was tricking you. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to Anchor Down Headquarters. <laughs> that was just such an amazing thing. I was I was so surprised. Let's talk about one more amazing thing that happened. What am I doing right now? All right, you are sporting. My spare pair of <laughs> Electro Dino Carnival sunglasses from Gooder. Um, I don't think they're yours anymore. No, they're not mine. I, I gave them to you. But um, you had sent a video to... Well, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Okay. I texted you when I went to work in the morning and I said, I forgot my sunglasses. Mm. I need... Grab me a pair of your Gooders. Mm-hmm. One of my 40 plus pairs, I swear, of sunglasses from Gooder. And um, I... I was just thinking, I know the perfect pair that I need to bring for you. So I have this, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fanboy about a guy named Ryan Van Duzer. Mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, you guys have heard about Ryan before on the podcast, but um, I'm lucky enough. I, I would call him a friend. I've met him before. I've grabbed dinner with him. I've communicated with him mm-hmm. um, multiple times. And he, he's a follower of the, on the runs. Excellent. So when you brought me these gooders, so let, let's let's explain these are the Amelia Boone edition gooders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amelia Boone is also dating Ryan Van Duzer. Mm-hmm. So I sent a little video out to Ryan and I don't have that to share, but I basically say, Hey Ryan, my girl Erica here is doing a ultra marathon and I forgot my sunglasses. I'm her crew. So I brought him the perfect pair and I put them on the video. And so we got a response from Doozer mm-hmm. and it was about the second lap of your race. And just to give a little context, the little image preview shows a picture of a smiling Amelia Boone wearing some yellow gooders, which are not the same ones I'm wearing, but they're yellow gooders. Mm -hmm. And this is what happened when I played the video for you. Hey, those aren't the right glasses. Oh, I'm wearing the wrong glasses. What are you doing? How's it going, buddy? Just got your message. Thanks for thinking of us. Uh, And tell your friend good luck. Yeah. Cheering you on. Have fun crewing. It's good. And, uh, yeah, I'll wear my Amelia Boons later today. Mm-hmm. Can I just say thank you, guys? Thank you, Ryan and Amelia, for cheering me on. That was really awesome. Erica was floored for quite a while. She goes, I can't believe these people actually sent me a message. Well, they sent you the message, but that was really, really nice of them to, to wish me good luck. So I swear it helped. Oh, man, it did help. Mm-hmm. And I was so floored. And I was, I was with Mike and I... I didn't open the video because I told Mike, Katie's husband, I don't think I can save it. So I'm going to wait. And so when you watched it for the first time, I was watching for the first time. And then I went, was floored that I was able to save the video. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing. I can save it. (laughs) So that's cool. And now I got these uh, Amelia Boone gooders. So Ryan wears these same gooders in all his videos now Mm -hmm. because, of course, of Amelia Boone. That's my favorite pair. I actually, that's my backup pair. So you have two of the Amelia Boons. Well, yes. The first pair I have was my very first pair of Gooders. And um, unfortunately, I kind of ruined them from running because um, 
condensation and sweat got um, in between the layers of the lenses. So uh, the lenses are a little messed up, but I mean, they're still, they're still fine. Well, it was so cool to have them kind of be part of the whole weekend for us there. It was definitely a high point. Yeah. And uh, so thank you, Ryan. And thank you, Amelia. Ryan is going to run in the Leadville 100 in a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. So here's a good luck to you because that is an intense race, but I know you are going to crush it. So I went, go get it, Ryan. I went back yesterday mm-hmm. and I watched Ryan's YouTube video from last year. And that is, by the way, when he met Amelia Boone. So I wanted to see the moment they met. So they do stay, you know, we met once before for like five minutes, Mm -hmm. but she was his pacer. That's awesome. And she volunteered or somehow said, I'll be your pacer. All right. You got to send me that video later. It was great. And so you kind of meet Amelia in that video from a year ago Mm -hmm. as they're running. And then, you know, a few months of talking and everything, they start dating. It's like, and now you watch all their videos together. They they just rode Ragbri. Which is on my bucket list of things to do. It's a biking thing. You bike across the state of Iowa. Oh. Every July for seven days. It's this, like the oh, I largest feel like you told cycle. Me about that. Of course. Yeah, I probably have. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Ryan. And thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Katie. And thank you, Callie. Thank you, Jay. And thank you, Zach. And Ainsley and Tammy. And everybody. Shout out to Kathy, by the way, the new friend that I made from the 24 hour race who brought me across the finish line. At my like my twenty second lap because she she was talking to me and she was hyping me up and thank you Kathy you were awesome shout out to the other Erica yes who got confused when I kept cheering <laughs> go Erica go and she's right in front of you and she's like do I know this man yep so Erica and Kathleen I believe and I I met like a, a Chris who brought me through a couple laps that Erica <laughs> by the way congratulations she won the she six won hours the six hour yes. how about was it Julie Julia Julia yep. Julia is awesome. She did the six hour this year. And her friend's name? Melissa. So we we met Julia and Melissa last year when they did the 24 yep. hours. It's It really is a homecoming, I swear. Any, like, it's family. That's right. I really hope next year I get to meet Chris, Paul, Lori, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get to talk to you before. Man. You just have to get there earlier, man. Oh uh, well, take we'll, the day off. Yeah, well, well, if you do the twenty-four hours, I told you we will, <sighs> we will be there a full day ahead of time. Well, we'll work it out. We will, and I'll worry. be a year into my new job. <laughs> I'll be able to uh, get the time off. All right. So, hey, what a great week, and I think it's a good, good, uh, good time to end the episode. Yes. I want to preview our next episode. We already talked to her. Yes, Michaela. We got Michaela. She's got some great stories. If you, if you came to this episode hoping. Oh, they have Code Browns. Well, next episode's going to be way better. <laughs> we got a couple Code Browns for you. Michaela is a epic ultra runner. She's out of West Virginia. We already talked to her. She gives you us a couple do's and don'ts for ultra running. I dare you to say your last name. Do it. I don't even... Um, Sherm Shock. Sherm... Shrem Shock. Shrem Shock. <laughs> Michaela Shrem Shock. It's the two S. I can't even do it. I mean, I, I, I didn't even go with um, Katie's last name or Callie's last name. I'm just going to avoid last names. That's fine. All right. If you're new or if you're not new, but you don't follow us, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at On The Runs. We now have a TikTok. And I officially- that we have not used yet, have you we? No, we have now. Oh, I don't have TikTok myself. I, I, I put the video anything. up. That's oh, okay. Also at, but guess what else we have? Twitter. We got a Twitter and we are at On The Runs underscore. <laughs> because some dude from like 2013 decided to make his Boo. Twitter called On The Runs and he hasn't posted anything in like- 
nine years. Oh, bummer. but it's fine. We're only on Twitter. Uh, don't worry about the Twitter. We're only on there to, to like, follow people mostly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and see the news. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Facebook as well. Um, email on the runs pod at gmail.com. That's my spiel mm-hmm. there. So I think Erica, you have one more thing to say. Oh yeah. Be like me. Cause I'm actually doing it this time. And don't forget to stretch. <laughs> I get a text when we're leaving from my mom and says, I know Katie. What? Yeah, my mom used to work with you at Pollard, Janice Knutnan. No freaking way. Yeah. <laughs>